99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. It is still January. It is, folks. It is Monday. It is January 24th. Again, right now, it is uh, 12.07 in the afternoon. You're listening to the John DePetro Show. And this portion of our program, well, it's brought to you by Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil. Oil today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter season. Maybe right now. Maybe you need to get your tank filled. Call Henry Oil today. 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a uh, proud tradition. <clears throat> Carmine Henry DeSanto started with just one truck and now what they have built it into is something very very different and they're there to provide oil to you remember they offer lock and cap pricing service contracts budget plans automatic delivery and i think one of the most important things is that you can depend on henry oil call them today and we still have a long way to go as far as the winter season here in the Ocean State, call Henry Oil today and tell them you would like to make them your oil provider. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, and online at henryoil.com, online at henryoil.com. Folks, Henry Oil, and the thing about it is I just can't. Um, I don't want to in any way underestimate, and you'll appreciate the importance of with Henry Oil, where you have, as I said, automatic delivery, and you have, in fact, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. And it's so important that you have someone that you can depend on during the course, especially when you're talking about oil delivery. No room for error. Call Henry Oil today. Folks, they would like to be your provider and deliverer of, in fact, oil. It's Henry Oil. Call them today at 401-521-0200 and online at henryoil.com. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. There's a um, a lot of news that is um, happening right now. We're going to bring you up to speed. Obviously, listen, first and foremost, the situation in the Ukraine is very, very serious. And we are going to be touching on that. And just listen, it's one of those things to monitor um, because, you know, what we're seeing play out right now in the Ukraine. I mean, is there anyone that doesn't doubt that if you're Putin and you want to make a move right now with the Biden administration, uh, I would certainly argue that that if, if you were intent on trying to take over Ukraine, then the fact of the matter is, then now, in fact, would be the opportune time. That would be, uh, this would be the time that you want to do something like that. And so, listen, Putin, as, as we know, right, he is an international gangster. Uh, you know, did whatever you want to say or supposedly was going on with he and President Trump, one thing we know Putin did not make a move on the United States. Uh, as much as they can talk about election interference and everything else, there was never any proof of that. There was never any proof that that uh, did, in fact, happen when President Trump was in office. Uh, I, I think you could even say that that was just one of those things that as much as they were throwing that around and Russian collusion and, and everything else, in the end, they, they could never prove, you know, it was never proven. It was all just thrown out there. And I, I have a lot I want to tell you about. I, I thought, as we said last hour, and I said, I mean, you, you want to talk about comical. All we've been hearing from people like Cicilline and others about President Trump undermining democracy. I would argue, and good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. Uh, just find my page, John DePietro Show, in connection with R.I. Juan News. And you can be part of it. You can watch it with uh, other people that are watching the program. We are going to be doing more and more videos. So check it out on the Facebook page. Is John DePietro Show. But think of this whole business of undermining democracy, which is what they have accused President Trump of. 
Number one, last week, Biden said he doesn't have a lot of confidence in the 2022 elections coming up in November. The current president of the United States said that. That's number one. But number two, if there's anyone that wonders about the Rhode Island Democrat Party and what just I I mean, how, how do they even the words even come out? They spent the weekend, the power bosses of the Democrat Party trying to decide who's going to replace Langevin in Congress. It wasn't a matter of, well, well, you know, let's keep the level playing field. And no, it's not a matter of that. It's uh, they're deciding who, in fact, is going to be the person. So talk about undermining democracy. You know, the Boston Globe had this big glowing story. There's some man who was a refugee and now he wants to run. Let me let me just explain where I am on this Monday, uh, January 24th. So by and large, there are people right now understand the deadline to file is not until June. So everyone can operate things differently. However, I want you to know, I don't like to waste time. I don't like to waste oxygen. I don't like to waste your time. I don't like people who waste my time. And therefore, conversely, I certainly don't want anyone that's going to waste your time. And I don't want to waste your time. So there is a process that someone must follow before they're actually a candidate. You have to fill out. And with with feds, with federal, when you want to run for federal office, and that's what that is. Congress is different than a state office. There are signatures that have to be gathered. There's certain paperwork that has to be filed. Until someone does that, they're not officially in the news. And many times there are people who will use the media. There are people, and I've kind of explained this in the past. There are people, they have no intention of running, but they want to get something for not running. What do I mean by that? They want, there are people who are very serious about running for an office. And then you have some people who they're actually not serious, but they want to get something. Maybe they want a job. Maybe they want help with something. Maybe they want to help someone else get a job, whatever it may be. But what they do is they pretend they're interested in running for an office. So then someone who is serious about running for office will go to them and say, what is it going to take to get you out of the race? And that happens. So I am very uh, circumspect about interviewing people who either A, want to raise their profile, or two, they want to use leverage to try to get something. Um, and I go back to in, in, uh, in 2010, Attorney General Patrick Lynch, he gave the impression he was going to run. He was even included in a debate at the PPAC. And what happened? Right as he had to pull the trigger and make the final decision, <clears throat> he basically said to then General Treasurer Frank Caprio, Make it worth my while. Why should I not run against you in a primary? What is it going to take? This, here's what, and, and by the way, the other camps are doing that as well. Other camps are offering, if you don't run, you know, what if we gave you this? You know, some, some judgeships, some, meaning like you can help us or award someone or whatever it may be. Jobs, commissions, all these different things. So now uh, there are people I'm going to focus on the Republican side. One thing we know, Bob Lancia, he ran against Jim Langevin two years ago, 2020, and then he's already announced. So I did have him on. He gets a pass. State Senator Jessica De La Cruz from North Smithfield, who's very popular, by the way, and she has a very good reputation. She is announcing she's running, but let's wait and see how this plays out. Right now, she does not live in the district. She does not live in the district. Does that make a difference? I, I think it does. Um, you have to look at who fills out that district. Uh, people are mentioning the name former Cranston Mayor Alan Funk. Let's see. I mean, there's a there's a bubble of activity right now, but then, you know, then it'll die down. Um, as we make our way through the spring, then we'll get a clear idea. But I want to really draw your attention to, and Justin Katz and I kind of talked about this last hour. There's someone who I do want to run. There's someone that I want to run for Congress, but not the reasons you would think. And that person is Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health. You know, now we're getting a clearer picture. Governor McKee wanted her out, but he didn't want it messy. She was refusing to leave. So now it becomes a negotiation. All right, what is it going to take to get you to resign and not badmouth me in the process? 
That's what it hurt. So now it's just a money negotiation. And today we have learned two things. Number one, Governor McKee is not a good negotiator. Number two, she's all about the money. I hope she does run because I want people to be able to question her about poor decisions she made. This is a woman has a completely inflated false idea of what the public really thinks of her. Let's just be really clear about Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott. Rhode Island is the only New England state that the Biden administration has to send in emergency medical personnel because our health care system is collapsing. That is under her. There were a lot of mistakes with COVID. So my point is, I want her to run because she thinks she's, I'm embarrassed to say this, but almost like a celebrity. And certain members of the media treat her like she's like a rock star. Let her get out there. And I would love to see the reaction she gets from business people and from parents where she insists on masking your children in school. But now we have, and I want to give credit to Channel 12, transition service agreement. So now we have a better idea. What does it take? Governor McKee wants her out. She doesn't want to leave. So now it becomes, let's make a deal. So she, number one, gave two-week notice. And then Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, who Governor Raimondo kind of used as a pawn in a way. Look at this diverse. Isn't this fantastic? I'm a female governor. I have a woman of color, not some old white man with white hair in a lab coat, Department of Health. We're so progressive. Look at how amazing we are. So now we know what it took. Now, when they announced she was leaving, they also mentioned, and Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott is leaving, and she's just going to be a consultant for three months. Raise some eyebrows. Huh, that's interesting. Now we learn why. Why is this is absolutely despicable? The media won't go after her. I'll go after her. But I say the media, a lot of the reporters won't. What is she going to be paid? Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott for those three months consulting. Listen, she's not going to be consulting. This is a no show pay. That's what that is. They may send her memos. She may be available by phone. But they paid her this to make her go away. And what is she holding up the state? Our healthcare system is supposed to be nonprofit. She destroyed Rhode Island Hospital. She destroyed Ken Hospital. She's going to be paid $46,000 a month. $46,000 a month for three months. She gets her pay for the month of February and then March 1st through the end of May. $46,000 a month. That is a complete gouging money grab. She's going to get $138,000, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. You know what? To do what? To go away. To leave. That's what it took her to resign. And it's paid at the end of each month. Consultants should be responsible for all expenses related to providing services. That's what this is. That was the number. It came down to a number. Maybe it started at 10000 a month. Maybe it started at that. This is basically, they're paying her almost a full year's salary just to leave, and she won't have to do a thing. And the media, they won't even call her out on it. That is disgraceful. What a money grab. You know, she talks, what does she talk about? Equity and You know, commitment to public service. Her email to Governor McKee was, uh, and you guys owe me vacation time. Let me just quickly pull up. I can find it. Pull up her her letter to Governor McKee. Uh, Yeah, so I'm I'm leaving and uh, make sure I, I, I have some unused sick time and some unused vacation time. And um, and so make sure you pay me for that. And I want to make sure that there was nothing. This, this is there was there was nothing more than a negotiation. Um, let's see. Oh, that was the Tom McCarthy one of him also bailing out. But that was and and I want to give credit. Dan McGowan, 
he pointed out her leaving was the way of someone, you know, resigning from whatever, from Elmax, from Stop and Shop. Uh, yeah, and just a reminder, so you owe me this amount of money and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to be leaving then, and that's going to be my final day. And nothing, I mean, that's what it came down to. I want to just pull this up. Um, there, there was nothing, and I'm not saying she had, uh, you know, I really want to, what a tremendous, uh, you know, she said, privilege it has been serving the people of Rhode Island and blah, blah, blah. But that, listen, I, I'm not going to uh, play into her game and the McKee people, you know what they want? They, they're buying her silence. You know what that is? That means for the next year that she will be silent. She will not go after, um, she won't go after, uh, won't go after Governor McKee, won't be criticizing Governor McKee, uh, try to stay out of that. And so this is what it took. This is what it took. To buy her silence because the initial letter from her to Governor McKee, and I want to give him credit, uh, columnist for the Boston Globe, Dan McGowan, pointed it out. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was very transactional. It was very, uh, yeah. So I'm leaving, and uh, I expect to be paid for my vaca- unused vacation and unused sick days. And uh, and that's about it. And so, listen, I'm going to be leaving. I, I need I return this. I mean, it was um, it was not, you know, after a long soul searching, I have decided that I really need uh, more time and take up. No, nothing like that. Uh, it was it was basically just almost. Like a boilerplate letter that they have up at the. Rhode Island State House of someone just basically leaving a job of um, of 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 a job that she's decided to move on from. But the fact that she is going to gouge the state. But, you know, this is worse on Governor McKee, because, as I said, if he wanted to make a change, then he should have made a change. But instead, because she's basically holding him up. Right. Uh, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. Basically said to Governor McKee, all right, you want me out? You want to have your own person? Uh, Guess what? I'm a woman and I'm a woman of color. And if you want me out, then you're going to pay. This is the number it's going to take. And by the way, it it may have started at 200,000 for three months. And then, oh, we can't give you that. All right, 175. No, 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 we can't do that. All right, how about... Uh, 46,000 a month. Sure. Done. I'll take it. Now, would I be surprised? I'll bet she even, uh, reached out to her friend, Gina Raimondo, who then even, uh, you know, kind of came out with, here's, here's what I think you could demand from him. But no, her letter was actually, uh, the way I describe it. When I say transactional, it's just cost of doing business. Here's what it's going to be. And blah, blah, blah. And here's what it's going to take. And um, 46000 a month. Whew. I can't, you know, when McKee, I want to hear McKee say that. I don't want to hear. Listen, let's, let's be very clear about something. Rhode Island is the only New England state. And in case you're just tuning in at 1226, we have learned now that what was the cost to get Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott to resign? She should have been terminated. She should have been fired. What is her demand? She wants 138 grand over three months. And I think that's not far off from what she makes as the head of Rhode Island Department of Health. So I want, she wants to run for Congress. I want her to run for Congress because I would love to hear about equity and dedication of public service and how healthcare is supposed to be nonprofit. She's going to run for CD2. Good. I hope she does run. Oh, yeah. If she's such a rock star, how come the Democrat Party leaders weren't trying to convince her to run this past weekend the way they had Gorbea and Seth Magaziner and that Helena folks? Everybody should vote. We should just put mail ballots everywhere. Who cares if we have a million ballots? Everybody vote. I mean, it's just insanity. How come they're not asking her? Good. Let her go out there. 
I can't wait to see the first business people that say, I got I to hand it to you, Dr. Scott. All of your COVID mandates really helped me during COVID. Or the parents say, oh, boy, you protected our kids in school by forcing children to wear these masks, even though there's there's no children that are falling into the hospital with COVID. Folks, this portion of the program and Governor McKay, boy, what a negotiator. So should have pushed her out last July. You wait till January. And now with all your flush COVID money, now you're paying her with our money, by the way, our money. 138 grand for three months of doing nothing. She's not going to do anything. That's just to make that bought her silence. That's what is taking to make her go away. This portion of the John DePietro show, folks, it's brought to you by it's Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan and Eating. Call them today. 401-732-6562. Remember, online, the website is recooganheating.com. It's still cold out. We still have a long way to go with winter. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable plumbing, heating and cooling. Find them on Facebook. It's Coogie. 732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan Heating. Folks, this portion of the program, now again, visit the website out on Saturday. The uh, rally, Justice for Olivia rally, of which um, some people are starting to wake up at how at the Rhode Island State House, how they have been weakening the laws and helping the criminals. But there was a very successful rally on Saturday. There were so many people there. So many people. One police officer told me 1,000. Someone else told me 700. Either way. It's freezing out. Saturday afternoon, January. Boom. 700 to 1,000 people gathered demanding justice for little 17-year-old Olivia Passaretti, who was killed by a career criminal who should not have been on the streets. But check it out on the website, DePetro.com and DePetro.com, which is brought by Endzone Sports Pub. I am so happy for Dana and company. They had a huge weekend. Folks, that, this past weekend was the greatest NFL weekend ever. The greatest NFL weekend ever. I think they should frame it as the final four games and then leading the divisional championships. Next Sunday will be exciting. The winners go to the Super Bowl. But this past weekend, four games, all unbelievable games. And the, the End Zone Sports Pub was rocking. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Karaoke is back. Stop in and see Dana there. You know, folks, good afternoon. It's 1230. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Well, I, um, the message of Black Lives Matter, the message of Black Lives Matter, which is ultimately to its anti-police. The Black Lives Matter, which Dr. Scott was a member of, the Antifa, the progressive mantra of abolish police, defund the police. Police just want to kill people. They're murderers. You know, it has taken a little bit of a, you know, some time. But make no mistake about it, and I dread reporting this news, but it is having an effect. And you're seeing it now. There have been five police officers shot over the last four days. They killed a police officer in Houston overnight. Friday night saw two New York City police officers shot, one of them killed. The criminals running amok. Uh, I believe the gunmen have all been African-American. The media refuses to go after the fact of who's really committing the crimes in this country. Who pushed the woman onto the tracks in New York? African-American man, black man. Who killed and stabbed that poor girl out in Los Angeles, the UCLA student, black man? Who shot the two police officers and apparently kept shooting them even when they fell, black man? There is a story in the New York Post today, a Jewish man walking over the weekend in New York I think it was Saturday, going to the synagogue without any warning, doesn't say anything. A black uh, assailant absolutely just attacks him and pummels him. Right? Who pushed the Asian woman onto the subway tracks, as I said? You know, the media and Biden, what do they say? What do Cicilline and McKee and Biden and Harris, they continue to say the biggest threat to this country is 
is white supremacy. Really, that's not what I see. How about go local fraud? Fung, no one can run for office or be Republican until you start answering questions about January 6th. Guess what? No one gives a blank about January 6th. It was trespassing day. It was a rowdy protest that at times turned into a riot. Most of the crowd were peaceful protesters. Most of the crowd went into the Capitol and were taking selfies of themselves. Did they burn down the building? No. Did they kill anyone? No. One of the protesters was shot and killed. No one, no Republican can run for office unless they're willing to answer questions about January 6th. Really? Here's my take on that. No Democrat can run for office unless they want to answer questions about the failure of the Biden administration. Let's live in the present. Biden is a disaster. Harris is a disaster. These people are incompetent, should not be in office. No one, any Republican needs to answer questions about J6. Yeah, keep that up. You know, but that's pathetic. The media thinks that. Because you know what the Biden people have found? Huh. People in America, voters around the country don't care about January 6th. There was some pollster, and I'll play some of the sound, coming out over the weekend. Huh. This is the Biden people, the Democrat operatives. So voters are more concerned about inflation than they are about January 6th. Democrat operatives are stunned. So parents are more worried about their children either not being in school or being forced to wear a mask in school than they are about COVID. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the brain trust if I want to be kind and even call it that. You know why Republicans don't talk about trespassing day, January 6th? is because nobody cares. That's why. Undermining democracy? Oh, you mean the way the border is open and all those people coming in? You mean illegitimate elections like we have? That's undermining democracy. Cicilline talks about undermining democracy. How about this past weekend? But the party bosses, the Rhode Island Democrat party bosses, and no one will tell you this, get together. And they say to Seth Magaziner, who had to call his parents to ask them, can I leave the governor's race to run for Congress? No, you're running for governor. That's where we're putting the money for. No, hangs up. My parents said I can't run. Can you imagine? They're trying to talk to the son of wealthy parents, Magaziner, white male, And then they're talking to Helena folks. (laughs) CVS executive. um, I'm going to disagree with Justin Katz was saying I think she's she's running because she thinks it'd be fun. I'm going to disagree with that because I think she's running because she feels like it's a it's a it's like a job application. It's it's like a job interview. And then people say, well, she clearly she's the most qualified. I mean, she went to Harvard. She made. Millions working for CBS as they were selling Oxycontin, getting people addicted to it. She just feels like, well, of, of course I should. Of course I should be the next governor because I'm the smartest person here. It doesn't exactly work that way. It doesn't work that way. It certainly doesn't work that way. But there's the Rhode Island Democrat Party. All right. They take Seth Magaziner, a white male, wealthy white male. They take who lives on the east side, by the way, doesn't even live in the district. They take Helena Bonanno, folks, made a fortune selling OxyContin for CVS, getting people addicted to opioids, and white woman. And they say, one of you two will be the candidate to run for Congress. And they both realize, number one, Magaziner is a union puppet. Magaziner's money comes from unions. Magaziner, the unions, he can't give out. State contracts, no bid contracts if he's in Congress, let alone right now. You're a Democrat going to Congress. You're the junior person who to Cicilline. Talk about back of the bench. You know, last hour with Justin, and I agree with that, by the way, where, you know, and I I understand if you're Langevin. All right. So we're going to the Democrats are going to lose the House. Do I really need this anymore? 
So Republicans are going to take over. You're not on any committees. And on top of that, what's worse is every single day and every week, you get all these activists, all these progressives bombarding your office. You have to stop them doing this. You have to stop them from doing that. And Landsman's like, listen, I can't stop anything. Okay, I can't stop anything. But you still have to deal with all that and all the back and forth to Washington. It's like, what, why, who needs this? It's like trying to herd cats. I don't need this. So I understand why he's jumping out. But, oh, yeah, this is the real party of the people. This is the real party of, you know, the Boston Globe writes this story about this refugee who's going to run. And these people, wouldn't it be that? Wouldn't it be great if we sent a woman to Congress or we sent a person of color to Congress? You know what the party bosses say? Let's send someone who can win. And we're going to pick who gets the Langevin seat. That, I would argue, that is undermining democracy. That is undermining democracy. Not trying to have legitimate elections. You know, in Texas, everyone is screaming one in four mail ballots in Texas is being kicked back. Texas said, listen, you need to have your license and you need to have your social security number on the ballot. You want to vote? That's the price of admission. Oh, you're disenfranchising people. Listen, voting, do we want to have real elections or not? Do you want to have real elections or not? We're not even talking about voter ID. As I've told and explained to many of you, voter ID, I'm less concerned about. The biggest problem are the mail ballots. The biggest problem are we're getting less and less away from, you know, there was a good system when you had to go in person and fill out a paper ballot. And now, but they've changed it. Right. Because Republicans demanded voter ID. So now Nellie Gobea, it's all online. You know how easy it is to manipulate things when they're online. How about the fact Nellie Gobea, media, of course, not picking up on this, folks. And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call Propane Plus today. Listen, I would like you to call them and make Propane Plus be your propane provider. 401 401- 885-4209, 401-885-4209 in Rhode Island. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations, they're there 24-7. You can depend on Propane Plus. Call them. They offer online billing. You can schedule your service, free safety inspection, Propane Plus. Call them. You need propane delivered, they'll do it. 401-885-4209. Folks, again, check out the website, depetro.com and depetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Call them for a free quote, 401-712-2700. They clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. Right, right now, you want your business or home as clean as possible. Call SOLE, Soul Source Restoration, online at soulsourcerestoration.com. Call them for a free quote, 401 712 2700. There is a link on the website at depetro.com. So, Secretary of State Nelly Gobea or uh, Joe Paolino was on the Joe Paolino program on Channel 6. He was calling a Nelly uh, Gabara for whatever reason. I think he's thinking of Amy Gabara or. Um, um, what you call it? Uh, Yogi Berra, uh, Nelly uh, Gabara is what he was calling her. Gobera, but it's Yogi Berra. Yeah, Berra, um, Gobera. That's what he was calling her. So this is her idea of public safety. She is Secretary of State. She is running for governor. I'm going to stick with my prediction. She's running the election. You have to ask yourself. Do you really think someone, the person who's running the election, is going to lose the election? My answer is no. So listen to her. This is her idea of public safety. The best way to make Rhode Island safer is to flood the roads with non-English speaking people. All our signs are in English. Her idea of public safety, Nellie Gorbea, is to put non-English speaking people Behind the wheel on the roads. Let's hear Nellie Gorbea. 
individuals, should they have um, driver's licenses? Yes, uh, I do believe that driver's licenses are about public safety. Folks, does that make sense to anyone? Public safety. People will be safer if we have more non Listen, the Rhode Island drivers have trouble that the ones that read English and speak English have trouble on the roads. Public safety will be improved if we flood the roads with non-English speaking, non-English reading drivers. Documented uh, individuals, should they have um, driver's licenses? Yes, uh, I do believe that driver's licenses are about public safety. Public safety? She always does up speak. This line, I have no idea why no one is picking up on this. This is, this is the type of thing that should be used in court. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1245. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. She's the Secretary of State. I am staying with my prediction. She's going to win the Democrat primary. You know, everyone's saying, why doesn't she run against Langevin? Because the votes, the mail ballot votes that she's going to exploit are buried in Providence. And they're buried in parts of Providence that don't encompass Congressional District 2. So what kind of an advantage? The media, no one's going with this. She talks about she bought the voting machines and she knows how to manipulate the voting machines from her own words. This is Nellie Gorbea on with Joe Paolino. Here we go. Fortunately, the, the voting machines that, that I purchased right at the beginning of our uh, administration actually can be changed for different kinds of counting of votes. What I, uh, fortunately, the, the voting machines that, that I purchased right at the beginning of our uh, administration actually can be changed for different kinds of counting of votes. But I, can be changed for the different counting of votes. Doesn't that doesn't raise an alarm? I heard that like what? The machines that she purchased, that she knows how to operate, she knows the inside and out of it. Can she even uses the word can be manipulated for the counting of certain kinds of votes? What does that mean? Let's play it again, folks. Total no one. Some member of the media said, "Listen, I'm not going to say who," but this media outlet said, "Listen, she's a Latina." She's a woman. She's, I think, from Puerto Rico. We're never doing any negative coverage on her because we don't want the backlash if we did. She's going to get a free pass. She mentioned she bought the machines. She knows how to manipulate the machines to only count a certain type of vote. You would th- if this were a Republican, be front page of the paper, lead story in the news. Because she's a Democrat, buried. Counting of votes. What I, Listen again. Fortunately, the, the voting machines that, that I purchased right at the beginning of our uh, administration actually can be changed for different kinds of counting of votes. What I, she she uses the word changed. I use the word manipulate. No, no one is concerned about that. No one is concerned about that. Listen to, I want to give credit, Joe Paolino says... You know, you got to use an ID everywhere. And she immediately, and this is a talk, Democrat talking point, by the way. Well, yeah, but, you know, everything you need for an ID is not a civil right. Let me just hear this exchange. You got to show your ID everywhere you go in life. I know, but but everywhere in your life is not a civil right. Um, I mean, you got to show your ID everywhere you go in life. I know, but but everywhere in, in your life is not a civil right. Now, I want to, again, say now in Texas, they are saying you've got to have your Social Security card and your driver's license have to match up. That's what they're screaming about disenfranchising people. Folks, and I just want to touch on that just for a moment. So showing their, their argument is you shouldn't have to show your ID because voting is a civil right. But let's talk about that just for a moment. All right. You know what? I'll play that out. Can anybody vote? No. Anybody can't vote. Under our guidelines, you're supposed to be 18 years old, right? That's number one. Number two, can you vote anywhere? No, you're supposed to vote in the state where you reside. Can you vote anywhere in the state where you reside? No, you have to vote where you're registered to vote. 
right? Can you just vote at any time? No, you have to vote within the time frame of the election. This business of they treat it like that right now, right, that you should be able to scribble out on a piece of paper, right? I want to Pedro. I want to vote for so-and-so and just mail it in or go online. They believe there should be no rules. But this business of how are people getting to the uh, polling place? If they're driving, they need a license. If they forget their license, then it's in their town or city where they live, so be close enough they could go home and get it. And, and I don't need to go through the entire list of, of things. As you know, you can't get a credit card without a, 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 a photo ID, an, an official photo ID. You can't get a credit card. You can't open a bank account. You can't get a prescription at a pharmacy, CVS. If you go to a hospital, they want an ID. If you go to a doctor's office, they want an ID. You can't buy, as I used to, you can't buy a beer at Fenway Park without, and they ask everyone, whether you're 81 or 21, licensed to show you are that age. They do it across the board. You can't buy a bus ticket. If you want to go Peter Pan somewhere else, you have to show an ID. You can't rent an apartment without an ID. You can't take a job without an ID. Why on earth would we have it that you don't have to show an ID in order to vote? Now, that said, I want to be very clear. I don't believe that that's, and I've told you this to many of you, I don't believe that's where the fraud is taking place. And for those of you, and I know we have a lot of new people that listen to the program, I believe, as someone that has followed it and studied it, I knew a lot about it. I really started to learn more about it the summer of 2017. I believe the scam is, and this as I've learned, no one is turned away registering to vote. I repeat, no one is turned away registering to vote. And when they go out into the field, right, there are groups that go into parts of Providence, Cranston Street, parts of Woonsocket parts of Central Falls, and they're registering people to vote. On it, it says, if you sign this, that says, I am an American citizen resident of Rhode Island, you are, if, you, if you're not, you face, you are knowingly signing it, uh, committing perjury. Sounds tough talk, right? No one has ever in the last 25 years been charged with that. So it's, it's false. It's false. No, I want to repeat that. No one in the last 25 years has been charged with, hey, you filled this out saying, you know, Hector, whoever, that you are a resident of, of Rhode Island and you're an American citizen. And it turns out you're from Guatemala living in, you know, Oneyville. You're not a Rhode Island. No one, no one has been charged with that. What does Nelly Gobea and Common Cause and these other people say? Well, you know, through penalty of perjury, except no one's ever been charged with it. So I want you to understand, because I want to, you know, share with you you things that I've learned. What Gobea did, he removed date and month. So it's harder to cross-reference people. Other states have date and month. Other people have Hector Gomez, born July 1st, 1980, resides in Providence. In Rhode Island, it just has Hector Gomez, 1980. It used to have month and birthday. Nellie Gorbea removed it. It's harder to cross-reference that. But I want you to be understand very clearly. Hector Gomez, does he live in Rhode Island? I don't know. Did they get someone from Hector Gomez to fill out a sheet saying, my name is Hector Gomez and I live at 5 Chalkstone Avenue? It's possible. He's in the system. However, Rhode Island does not have the resources to knock on the door at 5 Chalkstone Avenue and say, excuse me, does Hector Gomez live here? No, it's all the honor system. So I I want to be really clear on this. People say, well, dead people are voting. Maybe a little, but not as much as you think. 
But what's really going on are the campaigns pay people. And I'm just going to, this is really important for you to understand. Because I'm trying to explain to you the fraud. I work for a campaign. They send me out there. I get 1,000 people to, what's your name? Bilingual. Hector Gomez, five Chalkstone. That's all I need. Boom, he's now registered to vote. Hector Gomez leaves the country. Hector Gomez moves to New York. Hector Gomez moves where it doesn't matter. I have a file. Hector Gomez and family live at five Chalkstone. His signature is an X. I have the file. He's now in the voting system. Election day, I work for the campaign. What do I do? I fill out a mail ballot. Hector Gomez, five Chalkstone, votes Nelly Gorbea. Is he in Rhode Island? Probably not. Does he know I'm voting for him? Doesn't care. They could even pay them for it. Boom, it goes into the system. That's how they manipulate the vote. That is what is going on. And they have thousands of them. In 2018, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo got 60,000 votes. Absentee ballots, mail ballots, 60,000. Of those 60,000, more than half were an X signature. An X. Who can't do an X? It's not like, hey, the signature doesn't match. It's an X. An X is, an X doesn't, some states have an X is not a suitable signature. In Rhode Island it is. 60,000. Do those 60,000 people, do they even really exist? Or is it a campaign operative? And they're valuable. And they're street people. Meaning they work the streets. You know, and and let me just finally, and I really, because I really want you to understand this, folks. Think of this. Sometimes there's a job. And the most valuable thing they have, and, and maybe this will put it in terms that you will understand. But the most valuable thing they have is the Rolodex. All right, for years, Larry King had a great show. I liked Larry King. I liked that show. But what he really had was a great, his booker, the people that ran the Larry King show, Larry King Live, the thing they had was a great Rolodex. They could get all different types of guests on the phone. They had their phone numbers, how to reach them, blah, 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 maybe email, what have you. So their Rolodex became very valuable. And if... That Larry King producer wanted to leave the Larry King show and go to another show. What do you think she was going to bring with her? Her Rolodex, right? There were campaign fundraising people. The most valuable thing they have is the Rolodex, as we used to call it. I used to have, remember, everyone used to have a Rolodex. You'd go in someone's office. Remember, it flipped around. There it is. There's names, phone numbers. Now we have, I think, everything on the phone or in a computer. But my, my point is, that's what the campaign operatives have. There are campaign operatives out there. They have 10, 15,000 names in their database. And they're all, they're all registered. Do these people really exist? I don't know. Probably not. Are they even in Rhode Island if they exist? Maybe, maybe not. But they have the file. So they take the mail ballot and fill it out. So do you think... Someone who's here illegally from Guatemala or someone that goes back and forth to the Dominican Republic. They're not even here during the election time or Puerto Rico, what have you. Do you think they're going to, oh, whoa, whoa, someone voted in my name? No, no, whatever. I don't care. They don't get involved with that. Do you think the people in Guatemala, I mean, no, they just, as long as it's safe, as long as it's sanctuary city and I can live here. So that could be eliminated. Campaigns should not have the ability to go out and gather ballots. That needs to be changed. But to me, and I want to repeat this, I believe deeply that is the Gorbea that is the Gorbea strategy to become governor. Folks, this portion of the program, now listen, on this Monday, I want you to stop by, what are you doing for lunch? Swap by Brood Awakenings. Two locations in Johnston, one in Cranston Pontiac Avenue, and then also Bald Hill Road and Warwick. Fresh ingredients, cozy environment, and you can also get the John DePietro Show mug in your coffee or tea. Stop in delicious breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, pizza, drinks. 
They have a full bar, Johnston, and the Warwick location. Stop it and see them. David, they're just terrific at Brood Awakenings. Now, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is... um, 12.57 on this uh, Monday. We did a man accused of shooting a Providence cops run to a domestic is indicted. So, oh, okay. And uh, and there he is, represented by Jeff Pine. That was the guy this past summer when they had the big um, showdown. So, folks, um, next hour, I'm going to talk a little bit, and I have some good sound. The Biden administration is just absolutely... It's collapsing. And, and this is frightening because, you know, Russia is, is Putin is he's willing to push it as far as he can go. How about also it should be coming up in the news. Uh, I, I, these people that buy crypto, it's completely collapsing. I, you see ads for it. I, I don't understand these. Some of these people like it, I, I just regard it as is like a get rich quick tricks. Uh, but Bitcoin the crypto markets, 130 billion wiped off crypto markets in 24 hours. Bitcoin and some of the, and you see, Tom Brady does an ad for it. You had uh, one player want to be paid in Bitcoin. It is absolutely collapsing right now. Ether, Bitcoin, this whole cryptocurrency. I, you know, folks, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I had someone that wanted to come on as a guest and talk it up and so forth. And I, I didn't do it because, you know, I, I just I, I don't want to be on the hook for someone that says, you know, I was listening to your show. And because of that, I ended up buying some of this Bitcoin and now I lost, you know, life savings and so forth. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I regard it as like a P.T. Barnum thing. I do. I, I regard it. And there, there are people that try to get all these other people to buy Bitcoin and crypto. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. I'm going to talk about the Republican primary that is shaping up in CD2. Folks, um, those on Facebook, I will be doing one after dark later tonight. But the next hour is on the radio. You can listen at the uh, website, topeco.com, or AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We're back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.